Snyder for the last match for the individual title for the world team title. That's possible. It is possible. Yes. Um, it could be a tie, but hold on. I'm trying to re- I'm looking through Kozak's article. I wonder if there's like some kind of a scenario for tie, but yeah, it might be, it might be a tie. Let me see here. He's going to do list by five, but they have two wrestlers. So they have the metal match at 70 uh, bronze. The Iranian guy actually lost to whomever, I think uh, Armenia or something. Yep. And so yes. the Russian is the only one in that match. So Iran is now out because they have one bronze metal match, but they are what? Six behind Russia and 11 behind us or something to that effect. Yeah. Yep. And if you're listening to this um, on Apple or Spotify, uh, after the fact, we are previous to, obviously, the medal matches today. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen yet. Is it bad that I almost kind of want? Oh. Hey, can you guys hear me? Because Facebook's saying they can't yeah, hear yeah. me. I just clicked over the we're, we're good now. We're good now. We're good. All right. Okay. Is it bad that I kind of want um, Russia to win that 70 kilogram bronze match? Just No, so... of course you do, JD. You're Comrade Raider. What? <laughs> well, no, but then I want well, Sajalai or I want Snyder to win and beat Sajalai and win the team title because, like, well, that was that, it... that, was my, that is my favorite wrestling. Fan moment of all time was 2017 when he beat Sajlai for the team title. It, Wait, it was so, incredible. Okay, so Kurt is saying in the chat, 70 Russia must win in order for Russia to have a chance of winning. So how, does that mean we would win the tiebreaker? Is there a tiebreaker? I didn't even know there was a tiebreaker. That's that. That's what I wonder. Like there, I wonder if there is. Where's our expert Kozak at? Yeah, Kozak. Um, I'm gonna hit him up. He might be. He might be hanging out on uh, yeah. on Slack because. It, you definitely get uh, five points for going from second to first, and that that's the, the amount that they're behind us right now. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, well, they would tie us in gold medalists if they win that because we both have three. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Um, yeah, because right now we both have uh, six medalists. They're actually going to get one more than us. They're going to get eight. We're going to get seven, and then we both have both teams have a fifth and a seventh place. Yeah. I, I hit up Kozak. I bet he'll get back with us here momentarily. Okay. Nice. So that was a pretty fun uh, session after we got off the show yesterday because we had um, Thomas Gilman, Jordan Burroughs won world titles. It was really great. And those those uh, damn horns that I ran, they got pretty quiet because they lost three semifinals. No, sorry. They lost four finals in a row, right? Yeah. No, three. They lo- they won no, the last they, one. Yeah, they, they won, won the they last one. Gas and Poor won. At 92. Yes. They lost three in a row, and then they won the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. I mean, 3-0 and for, for Team USA yesterday. Um, so, Jaden Cox and Jordan Burroughs, both undefeated in, in medal matches in their careers. That's pretty cool. Not a lot of people could say that. Yeah. I was actually thinking... Um, I was thinking about this team that we have right now. We kind of talked about the I don't know, golden era that we're in. But we have... Let's see. So Snyder's got seven medals now. Burroughs has eight, right? Nine. Um, nine. He's got nine. Oh, yeah, he's got nine. Burroughs has nine. Snyder has seven. Um, now, Taylor has three. Dake has four. Cox has five. Um, Gwiz has two. Gilman has three. Like, I, I I would be really shocked if there's ever been a time where Team team USA and Green, Green still has two, where there's been a, a team – with this many multiple-time world medalists. And it would be funny if you did, you know, from, like, more than one to then, like, three and more, four and more, five and more. I feel like, and then, honestly, a lot of these guys, I don't think this is their last team, so that that number could really go up. And nine of ten are final, or let's see, nine of ten are medalists. Nine of ten of the world team members already have at least one medal. And Yanni, who didn't, is very young and let's be honest has yes. the potential to go on and win medals yeah. in yes. the future. And 8 of those 10 have already been in the finals. Um it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so crazy, right? So, um, yeah, I think to, the really golden era of 
golden golden there of American wrestling. Um, so you want to talk about Gilman? I thought he did a great job. Um, obviously the um man, I would say and I I don't want to give too much credit to Penn State because uh, Christian thinks I'm already crazy. I'm trying to give them the damn U- USA RTC. Um, Gilman is much changed. You know, he was smart enough to see that he had a few deficiencies that he wanted to fix. He moved to Penn State, and he's really kind of tightened up a few different areas. And he's almost, in my opinion, a different wrestler than he was when he went there, which is, I think it's like two years ago now or something to that effect. Yeah. Uh, I'm just really impressed by him. He he is. The thing that was really interesting for me to see yesterday in that finals match was for him to beat the Iranian with the underhook. And obviously Gilman's – he's been an underhook guy forever. Yeah. And, and so it was, it was interesting, though, that like in that finals match in particular – it was it was a skill that he honed and developed at Iowa that he was able to use to really get the job done there. So it's not like he's, you know, completely obviously, right, completely changed or revolutionized his style. He's still that same guy, now just yeah. with a few more options, right? So I mean that that's kind of so I think when I think about developing wrestlers, uh, and obviously I think about this a lot because this is what I do with AWA is if someone has a great even if someone comes in and I haven't coached them, right? And they have a great skill. I don't want to take the great skill away, but let's let's add to it and let's build around it. You know, let's add a couple things. And I always think, you know, and Gilman would, man, I don't know if you really fit in this category, but it's like I tell kids like, well, you can go to, you know, their left leg with a single leg really well, but you don't really have a great attack to the right leg. So let's be able to go both ways because that makes you more dangerous. Or, you know, you go to their legs well, but you, you, you don't snap them down at all. So now they can get low. And so you think about like building a great wrestler. It's just about a lot of times it's about adding a couple skills, and yeah. that was kind of what Gilman did. So I if I feel like the big add was his leg attack finishing skills. Like I feel like he was always kind of good at getting in the legs, and if the guy wasn't very good, he was strong up to, to horse through it. And now he's just a really proficient finisher. Uh, once he gets on there, and that was what we saw in the finals. He was able to finish, I think, a single leg and a high crotch, or was it two single legs? By the way. I'm reading the official the UWW rulebook. Kozak just hit me up about this too. Yep, it's the highest okay. number of points. And then if it's tied, it's the highest classification points, highest victories by fall, highest match victories by superiority, the highest technical points scored, the fewest technical points given, and then the lowest draw number. So USA, if so basically <clears throat> if if they lose at 70, um or Worst sorry, if they, the if they if they win at seventy, and then and then Sajulayev beats Snyder, sorry, Snyder beats Sajulayev, then USA would have the same amount of golds as Russia, but we would have more silvers, and that's the criteria that it would go to. So, um, so that's how that's why Got Russia it. has to win both of those matches. Nice. Yeah. So let's let's have them lose at seventy. Can we do that? <laughs> yeah. If they, do, if they do, if they do, we might have to... last match stress free. I mean, if they do that, then we're going to... I live for the stress, though. You live for it? Yes. That's good. Pressure makes diamonds. And this is the kind of pressure. <laughs> this is the kind of pressure you can handle. Um, so if they do, it, like, if they do lose at 70, then, you know, the guy we... Who's the guy we really owe, owe a lot to? Um, is it our, it's Armenia or Kyrgyzstan or something to that I think effect. it's Armenia. It's Armenia. It would it's be... What, what is this guy's name? Well, that's um, got to be a Russian... Andres Armand. No, that's that's, a, that's an Armenian. That name. That is that's Armenian name. You're right. You're right. He almost blew it. He was so tired um, against Iran in his repechage match, but yeah. he held on. If the, if he wins, let's let's invite him over for for a party. You know, absolutely. Nah. Oh, he kind of got worked by Kyrgyzstan. I'm not so confident in that. Yeah, me either. Now Zerbayev's definitely going to be Nez- a, a large Nez- favorite. Zerbayev probably was the favorite to win the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, let's go next. So Gil, maybe more thoughts on Gilman. I guess the other thing I, well, I almost don't want to talk about because I don't want to bother his uh, five, you know, five minutes in, in the spotlight. But obviously, we're thinking about Spencer versus Gilman. That's going to be so much fun next year, isn't it? So much fun. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, and it's Spencer's the guy that that the Hawkeyes have been waiting on for a long, long time. And I've been thinking about the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and they, you know, they man, they get a lot of criticism. They didn't have 
they, they had only one wrestler in the world team, or excuse me, in the Olympic trials. They won, I think, mm-hmm. was it zero matches at the Olympic trials? And zero then matches. Yeah. nobody wrestled at the world team trials. And so it's like, you know, this big question, you know, what's happening? What's going on? Imagine if COVID hadn't happened, right? They would have had Gilman. They would have had Kayla Miracle. They would have had Forrest Molinari. They would have had Ali Reagan. Wait, because you're assuming if COVID doesn't happen, everyone stays there? Is that what we're assuming? Or well, what? no. I mean, I'm not assuming. Like, the Olympic trials were, were weeks oh, away. Oh, sure, sure, I mean, sure, sure. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were on that team. Like, they were ready to go. Hawkeye Wrestling yes. Club had invested in that tournament. Like, they had been building towards that tournament, yes. that moment. And then Spencer Lee was was going to join, you know, that group or or – you know, maybe maybe that group would have moved on after 2020. Who knows? But the Hawkeye Wrestling Club would have looked very, very different, and and all of a sudden, drastic changes. And and so I don't know. Everyone knows that they're just waiting for a lot of these guys to come through the college program. They're going to be like the core of the RTC. And now they're starting a women's program, so there's going to be investment into their women's side of the RTC. They've already begun doing that. Um, so it's going to be not just not just Gilman Spencer Lee, but it's going to be here's this Hawkeye Wrestling Club making its first moves back into you know trying to be a, a really big prominent force on the senior level, and uh, and that is going to be the the matchup that everyone points to as as a signal for can they really do that and make it happen? Yeah, absolutely. So much fun. Where does this kind of stack Gilman up against great fifty seven kilo guys like? Of all time. Now he's got three uh, medals. Three total medals, a world gold, Olympic silver, and another world. So funny because I feel like I feel like his stock has changed so rapidly now in the course of the last two months. It really because a lot of people were not very high on him going to worlds. They kind of wrote off um, his silver medal as a little bit a little bit fluky. Because um, if you remember, there was a couple. There was a couple moments. You know, he he had lost the NCAA title in in what eighteen, and then there was a couple matches where he's down like eight zero. So we're like, okay, he uses guessing, but that's not going to work the worlds. Then he gets into the world finals, um, uh, and then you know, obviously going into this trials, he had a few. You know, the tournament in France, he had a few kind of like down moments where. A lot of people were like, "Man, I don't. I'm not sure he's going to make the team." You know, a lot of people were picking Suriano, and uh, Booty made the team. And then even going into making the team, they weren't that high on him. And then all of a sudden, and listen, I will say, I was not expecting that performance. He wrestled out of his mind at the Olympics, and he wrestled out of his mind. And so now again, we talk about did he peak or has he set a new plateau of this is just how good he is. And I, I think that that's the answer is this is how good he is now. Yeah, I was talking to Michael Sears on our grappling team. He loves wrestling, but he's he doesn't you know. He just has this very different perspective of it. He's not in it every day. And we think about Gilman and, and how people think of him and all this stuff. And as soon as he won, he's like, wait. He's like, so he's got almost the same credentials as Terry Brands? He said that. I was like, dang, dude, he yeah. really does. If he would have won in the finals in 17, he would have the same senior-level credentials as Terry Brands. Um, it, wild, right, to think. That's that's just not even a, a category you would have ever thought of putting Gilman in, and now when you look at the lightweights, I mean, you have to. He's he's right there. You know, you think before about a guy like like Coleman Scott, Olympic bronze, and you would compare Coleman Scott and Gilman's career. I think before you know, like six months ago, and you say, well, Coleman's Olympic bronze probably outweighs Gilman's world silver. And it's like, well, dude, now he yeah. just passed. I mean, he's passed a whole bunch of people in the whole last couple of months, real fast, crazy. And yeah, like he's even like looking at fifty seven, like Kendall Cross, like he's just. Just, just. like, you know, Olympic gold medalist, but, like, how do you weigh one Olympic silver with a world title and another world medal? Mm-hmm. For, for me, I, I mean, I've, I've said this to guys before. Obviously, um, from a social perspective, the Olympics is way higher than the world, but it's, it is essentially the same thing, right? It's the world championships with fewer t- participants, and, yes, maybe more people stick around and then some people retire after, the, after that fourth year of the cycle, but it is a world championships. You have to beat everyone in the world to win, just like you would at the world championships. And so, you know, Gilman now has three world medals. He did it, what? Was I mistaken on 18? Was it actually 17? 17. It was 17. Okay, so he did it in 17, and now we'll say 20, 20 and 21. Um, man, that, that weighs heavily, I, I think, for sure, above Kendall Cross. I mean, the, then the argument you would go back to is like, Obviously, he never won an NCAA title. So, from a college career perspective, if we're if we're val- putting a value on that, his is a little lower. 
But from if we're saying just internet international career, that's it exclusively. You got to put him above Kendall for sure. And he became just the fourth ever American to never win an NCAA title but win a world title. Fourth ever. Can you name the other three? I got to be. Let's see. Ben Benner, John Peterson is one. Jamil Kelly took silver. He did not win an NCAA title. Well, Kyle Snyder won a world title before he won an NCAA title. Does that count? Hmm. At the time, it would have. The time so it would have. Maybe my numbers are a little off too, but I was thinking. Um, How'd you get four? Uh, Klingman. Uh, I was talking to him about it, but yeah, now that you say that, I was I've kind of forgot some of them. But um, Lloyd Kieser, Zeke Jones, Kevin Jackson. Oh yeah, Kevin Jackson. Everyone in so yeah. So I mean, if we're if we're um, you know obviously evaluating Gilman's career, college career, he would rank a lot lower because he did the success other people had. But his international career is really outstanding now, and uh, you know obviously if he can hold off the Spencer Lee charge. He's going to be the rep for the next three years, and I think there's uh, an above-average chance he gets three more medals. Man. Man. man is, I mean, uh, when you start thinking about, like, Kyle Steiner has seven freaking world medals. Holy crap. Like Seven medals know, at the age how, before Dakin Taylor had ever made a he's team. He's 25 years old. It's so crazy to think about. How many... How many Americans in history have seven medals? It can't be – the numbers have to be a, a very small amount. Jordan. Uh, I mean, Bruce, Bruce, obviously. But even like John Smith. John Smith got six. He ain't got seven. Um, maybe one of the Schultz brothers has a whole bunch. I think Mark's got three world titles. I think he's got like I don't think, six. Or, I don't I, I still don't think they have seven. They got a lot. I, I don't know what the number is. Obviously, he was kept off. Uh, so Dave was kept off the team a whole bunch of times at Kenny Monday, but he did have a handful of medals. Yeah, the, the number's really small. How, how many people have seven world medals? So, impressive. So, hey, let, let's talk about Burroughs' final. Um, that guy had nothing for Dave him. Dave had seven. Was, Mark had three, by the way. Okay. All right, cool. So, I was, I was correct on Dave. Um, so, um, the world finals for Jordan, he, he looked really good. Uh, the other guy just had, had nothing for him. And this, this is, and we talk about six. He could go a ways at this weight. I, I don't know if Russia has another representative they can send, but they, this uh, Iranian doesn't really have anything for him. The only one match that was even competitive with him was Russia. So he looked just so good here. Yeah, Iran, he tried to do like a very square but wide stance, and he actually held off Burroughs for the first period. Bit, yeah. But then Burroughs got to two vintage just freight train doubles yeah. in the second and ended up and, winning 5-1. to one. Weird hints to the face call at the end, but uh, that was so annoying. The, but the Irani had no offense. Like even when oh, he was no. losing, he took z- literally zero shots. I don't believe he shot one time, even once he was down five five to zero. Um, so that's a match where it's like, well, Burroughs only has to get one takedown to win that match. I mean, the guy had nothing to offer him. Yeah, and with the torn calf too, right? Like he he was he revealed afterwards. Um, Christian made fun of me yesterday when he texted me about that. Have you guys ever heard of anyone tearing their calf? Because I have ne- I've heard of an Achilles. I've heard of an ankle. I've heard, I've heard of LCL, pec, MCL. But never heard calf. Of, yeah, never calf. That's really strange. I don't, think I, I, don't know, I don't know why if it's like protected by the knee. You know, the knee gives way first or the Achilles gives way first, but I've never heard of a torn calf. Yeah, he uses those Maybe. calves more than uh, just about anybody else in wrestling. I was going to say, for him, that would be very – it's a very important body part. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, our chat's hooking us up a little bit. Another, another uh, Olympic champ that never won in CAA is Henry Cejudo. I said world, mm. not Olympic. Oh, world champ. Oh, whatever. That's oh, a, that's I, hate when, I actually hate it when people count those separately, J.D. <laughs> Just for the record, I said world, oh, not Olympic. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And uh, then, I mean, you know. Going. Yeah. But, uh, dude, yeah, Burroughs just – he looked incredible. And he – I love how – he he's like the perfect guy to have as the ambassador for our sport because – I, like the, just the things he says about about you go know, watch his interview. Yeah, his interview is amazing. I don't care if you work eighteen hours a day. Take the nine minutes or whatever it was to listen to his interview because it truly makes you appreciate um, the not just the wrestler but the person. He yes, is. and all that stuff's great. But also, like he's willing to like dive into the technical details of the match, and he talked about like the Iranian game plan to to keep his feet super far apart, trying to prevent 
Burroughs from getting his knees together on that double. And it just, Burroughs is like, oh, and I saw that. He's like, perfect. You know, this guy's really going to, he's not going to shoot. He's got nothing for me. It's a, yeah. his, his game plan, he thinks it's going to slow me down, but really it's like perfect for me. So, and that's yeah, what I mean. The guy really seeing. had no, nothing to offer him. There's, no. I mean, you know, it was, he was literally just trying to keep it close. And then there was no, there was no threats or, or anything like that to, to Jordan. Um, yeah. And another one, when we, um, when we think about like stock, stock up, stock down, we've talked about Gilman. I mean, obviously Burroughs is going to be thought of as one of the all time greats, but then when he doesn't make the team against Dake in April, it's kind of a stock down moment, right? Oh, mm-hmm. and we're kind of thinking, okay, he's going to go into the twilight of his career. And then boom, he turns around and makes a world team and wins his sixth world title. And now it's like, okay, who's gonna who's gonna beat him next year? My and, perspective of him didn't change for the record because outside of Dake, he makes the team at yeah. seventy four, um, and like I think we all thought he could win a gold medal at seventy nine. So, but uh, I I feel like I thought he there was a decent chance he was just gonna say, you know what, I had a great run, I'm done, I'm out of here, I'm gonna go coach and do my thing. Um, so the fact that he came back and won another world title, I, I think that speaks a lot after he after he didn't make the team in twenty or twenty, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 amazing, and I I don't know if there's anybody else that the wrestling community collectively loves to watch win more than Jordan Burroughs. Like it's just like social media just immediately blows up every time Jordan Burroughs yeah. wins a title. And it's like, I don't know. We want to be part of history. Like we want our, you know, our witnessing of this to be historic and important and whatever. And Burroughs just like, he, he loves playing into that. He like, he does that well. Um, it, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. It unites, it unites the wrestling world in a way that I've never seen anything else unite the wrestling world. Makes yeah, you I, I appreciate the level Kyle Dakes wrestling at too. Oh my two gosh, trials, yeah. two matches in the Olympic trials finals, not that close to be honest. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know when we were talking about like the all time list before the world or before the Olympic Games, I, you know we were all asking Dake Taylor, all these guys. We thought you know okay, Burroughs has has five titles, and by the end of October, by right now, it was like well Dake could have three. Taylor could have four, and now both of those guys no, got. Taylor, could, Taylor only had one previously because he got hurt, right? Yeah, but we were saying after Olympics and Worlds, they so had two. Dave could have had four, and Taylor could have had three. Yes, yes. Okay, um, okay. So, so I don't know what I said, but yes, that's right. That's right. And <laughs> it was like, and it was, and then you're, and then you're thinking like, well, dude, if if, if these guys both went out through twenty four, yeah, then all of a sudden these guys are going to have. Um, you know, they're going to, they're going to have the same or, or more than Burroughs in that period of time. And now like each guy won one title out of the two, but they also lost a match during the two. And, and it just, it, it kind of puts Burroughs into perspective a little bit too, that like the fact of Burroughs not going perfect is, is now a lot more, you know, it's a, it's a lot more commonplace now that these other two greats have taken a loss. And then it really puts John Smith into perspective because that dude, did it six straight times? But John but took a loss. But took a loss. You're right. <laughs> which is very That's unique. Point. That's a great point. Yeah. But man, it's yeah. This is the history that we're part of right now. Is like it's going to take a long time to unpack, but so cool. Yes. Yeah. And and watch yeah watch it continue to unfold. Um, okay, so Jaden at 92, um, our other guy that finished up yesterday, he looked great in his bronze medal match. Um, and then obviously the Iranian beats the Russian in the final, so I, I guess that guy's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's a top, uh, definitely twenty, possibly fifteen, twelve um, pound for pound guy in the world. He, he, he's he's really good. Um, Jaden talked a little bit about it in his interview, saying, uh, you know, it, it, he needs to. Basically, just saying he needs to shoot more. He needs to open up. That it was a mental thing. Um, yeah, actually, we have a clip. We can just hear exactly what he said. He's a great competitor, you know, and he had a great game plan. And I watched film, and I just didn't really do enough in that match. Uh, I can't expect to win matches close, or at least I can't wrestle to win close. And I don't know if that was the case, but I do know, as far as mindset, but I do know after watching it over and over again, um, just didn't do enough. Didn't get didn't get going sooner. As soon as things started happening, we started wrestling. 
positions start working for me, you know? And I know I can go that pace and I can sing with that pace. And I, there's no worse feeling. I was talking to Mike about it. There's no worse feeling walking off the mat and just being like, should have done more. And I could have done more, right? So it's just what I got to do something with, uh, I think that comes down to a mentality thing. I don't think there was anything technical. I mean, other than sprawling, I didn't do that correctly a couple times. So I need to do that. But um, a lot of things was more so just mentally being, hey, go out there and get it. And I didn't do that. But the thing, and I don't want to dog on Jaden too much, but I feel like he's said this before. We've said this before. Like when he wants to go and score against anybody in the world, he can basically do it. He just sometimes doesn't. And then there was like the whole, you know, wrath of God thing after the Olympic trials. And it was like, okay, we're going to see Jaden unleash it. And we didn't see it. Um, Obviously, we didn't see it here at the world's either so you know i hope next time around really is different and he he really does you know really get to his offense um against the best guys in the world he he said something else in the interview that made me think that he has competing voices in his in his head like not in his head but actual you know coaching voices like some guys are trying to tell him like how to game plan for an opponent other guys are telling him, and he said this in his interview, he's like, I'm a freak. He's like, I am athletically a freak, which like is, is weird to hear somebody say about themselves because it feels like they're bragging. But like yeah. in his case, it's just it's just true, and it's important for him to know that like and have that in mind. It's just when a he, fact. It's just a fact. And and he's like, if I he's like he's like, if I'm a freak, but I have a game plan to like avoid this this thing so he doesn't get to this shot and avoid this and whatever, I can't I can't act like a freak. I can't do the things athletically that give me an advantage. Like I just don't, you know, I just I minimize that advantage. And I, I do wonder how much he's he's trying to balance these these competing coaching voices of like because most coaches are not free. Most people, period. Like most most wrestlers aren't. Most wrestlers should game that, plan for their opponents. Yes, most should <laughs> game plan. Usually, to avoid game planning is like you know that's that's missing an important part of the process. But um, you know, in Jaden's case, it's not that he just needs to completely let it fly and not know anything about the opponent. But like, really, getting in exchanges is how he's going to score. And like, if he only got, I mean, yeah. think about the gas and poor match. He really only got into like three ish like real wrestling exchanges, and that's. He, he and he lost one of them so then it's just it makes it really hard for him to to win if he would have been in 10 exchanges you just wonder what the, how the match would have gone um yeah. but it is but i do think it's like it's got to be hard or, or strange or a different experience for Jaden than most where where you're really trying to weigh whose opinion to, to trust and what to do it's it's something that not very many people can relate to i don't think sure so i mean i actually just had this conversation with an athlete last night is um is you know you said jd you said he he has said this before which he has right but uh we as humans are flawed and just because we want to do something doesn't mean we're gonna be able to execute it on, on it all the time and so obviously Jaden realizes this in in uh let's see in practice like logically he realizes that's the best way but for probably so many years of his life he's really gotten away with wrestling another way because he is such a good wrestler and he does have really athletic skills and so now at the world championships, he's at the point where I'm like, I can't wrestle these close matches. I got to fire, 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 fire. Whereas like someone, someone like JB, uh, JB has just like, I, since I've seen, since I saw this dude in 2007, all he did was fire. <laughs> he wasn't, and he wasn't even very good back then, right? He didn't play the NCAAs that year, but this dude was fire. He's kept firing the whole time. And so the conversation I was having with the athlete last night, because he has really good skills, but sometimes doesn't pull the trigger frequently. And I was like, it, it is. It's absolutely a, ment- a mental decision to pull the trigger, right? You have to tell yourself, pull the trigger, pull the trigger, pull the trigger. And and like I said, so with Jaden, he's even winning and say titles, probably not pulling the trigger as frequently as he could do, right? Because he's so skilled as a wrestler and then obviously athletically on top of that. So to train yourself to be disciplined enough to do that and do it, it's gonna you know it's gonna be hard. And then it gets the more you do it, it gets easier and easier and easier. And then all of a sudden, at some point, you get to be Jordan Burroughs, and it's just default. All you do is fire. Like you just go and go and go and go. And that's kind of where Jay needs to get to. And he can say it, and he knows he's smart enough to know that that's the case. But to actually be able to execute on it is a really hard thing. Yeah, does that make sense or no? 
Yeah, totally. It is a hard, it's super hard thing. And like it, the more he does that, the more it's going to open up his, his defensive prowess too, right? You get a takedown. Yes. Now all of a sudden this dude has to shoot and now his yes. reattack yeah. stuff is opened up and ha that arsenal is, is in, in play. Whereas with the gas and poor match yesterday, it's just, it was the, it was the, it was the template for if you have the skills, how to beat Jaden Cox, right? Like don't, yeah. don't let him get out he to a lead. He can stay around. Yep. Yeah, stand around, wait for his really good shot for Gaston Poirier. You know, he he got that really pick when his attacks came. We were we were talking about like that this um on the first night when Jaden was wrestling. Like you can see in his in his motion, and this is something that you know I just got a message from Phil Arnold. That that's you know that's his his uncle, Jaden's uncle. Um, like you can see in his motion, you can see when he's when he's moving, when he's feeling it, like. Okay, Jaden's like really about to let it fly. He's really feeling. He's really moving. Um, yeah. And then every once in a while, you don't see it, and and it's just kind of once he's moving and he's letting it fly, it's just mm -hmm. it's it's lights out, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that was pretty much all the dudes, all the Americans yeah, I mean, from yesterday. Yeah, freaking Gadziev beat. Continues to be the uh, in America side. He's that so guy annoying. Is the, he is the oh, he's so annoying. He's retired he's already, Bray. Dude, he like Gadzev's so annoying. He stands there. Doesn't he, do anything. He has for, and he has like he has like no facial expressions. He's just like a he's just like a <laughs> more, like he's annoying just to look at. And then he goes out there and he <laughs> stands around. Uh, and doesn't do anything. I don't know that I've ever seen him like hit a level change. His stance and motion drills in the room must be like. His coaches must be so like frustrated with him, but it works somehow. And he and he continues to be a thorn in our side. It's just like that guy's the worst. Such a pain in the butt. Yeah. Uh, the next time, the next time we have a bet about about you know gambling odds or any of that, whoever loses has to watch an hour straight of Gadziev matches. <laughs> you gotta sit in the room and you gotta watch uh, an hour straight of Gadziev matches. Are stuck open. Like yes, this. you're not allowed to blink. That should be yeah. the penalty. Which, by the way, Bray, you officially oh locked gosh. up. Yeah, uh, first place. Yep, and Ben, you officially up locked up last place. Well, no, I could win. I could still win the Americans' bet. I bet three hundred dollars. You could win that one. So. You're, you would still be in the negative, though. I locked up positive. Money. Oh yeah, I lost money for sure. Guaranteed, <laughs> I lost money. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Hey, let's talk about the girls because they're one second, crushing one second, it. One second. It, it Before too. the girls, I want to talk about. I want to talk about the girls. Them. But one thing I wanted to circle back to is yes. Okay, Iran. I, you know, yeah. I think, do, 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 do. I th yes, do, 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 do. <laughs> after yesterday, um, we, you know, yesterday the conversation was like, what's going on? And, you know, and, and ben, I still I think, think it's going on. I, I know you still special do, vitamins, but I've been thinking about it a little bit more. And one, they had a, a little more of a realistic, like human, per, you know, performance since then. Okay. But also one of the things that I think we, we didn't give them credit for was the age level success that they've had, which has been. I think predicting or, you know, forecasting that at some point they were going to make a, mo a move in the upward direction. I didn't, I, I still don't know if it's this big a move, but that's one of the things that we didn't talk about, right? It's like, yeah, we've seen their senior level performances, but also you look back at the last like three or four years of their cadet and junior performances. And we knew like they're, they're getting this stable full of horses and they're ready to make a move. Um, they've kind of finally did it. Like little Yazdani, he's kind of been on the cusp of something like this. It's like if Yanni went out and won a world title this year, like no one, you know, no one should have said, well, hey, the U.S. has had terrible performance at 65. We've seen Yanni Dayton, coming for a long time, Dayton right? Dayton never seen your world medal and yeah. he got it done. Yeah, he, so, so I do level. think, you know, I do now think. those ponies are running. Those ponies are, the ponies have left the stable, <laughs> they're running. And I think Iran is in some ways, like we could have seen this coming based on their age level performances, maybe not to this degree, but also it's, it's a lighter field. And, and this is a group that was like, I think ready to, to make a, a big move forward. If this move is, this, no, nobody would have predicted this, but if you would have said, Hey, these guys, and the, based on the success they've had at the age level, they may be coming. I think a lot of people would have agreed on that. Fair enough. All right. Let's talk right. about the ladies. And special. It's a good morning for the women. Yeah. Uh, they went seven and one, uh, and all three. Jenna got pulled back into Repshaw. She won a Repshaw match. She'll be wrestling for bronze um, shortly. Yep. Here, I think she's going to win. I think the matchup it, it suits her. I think it. She's got India. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Yep. And and her Indian opponent is like has a sweet name, Pinky 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 Pinky. Pinky, Pinky. What a uh, great name. 
Yeah, that's a great name for somebody to finish fifth in the world. Um, <laughs> I think I think she. So, so you know, looking finger at number five, <laughs> that is it's the fifth finger. Congrats. Um, she she ha, she her her resume is like okay, not great, and and just looking at her wrestling style, I think I think Jenna matches up well with her. I think Jenna's going to get it done. I, I think so too. Um, Sarah, Forrest, and Adeline. All made the semis. Sarah and Adeline, uh, both no dominant. Yep, there. Uh, and Amy Fernside, um, she dropped her first match to Poland. She still has, um, she's still available to get pulled back into repechage. But her the Polish girl does have Japan, a really young, um, but good Japanese girl next. So that that one could be uh, could be in some trouble. The uh, the Japanese hey. girl, I believe, is just seventeen. Oh my gosh! Wait, but okay, but she would have to turn eighteen within this calendar year in order to be eligible. Wow, she's the Kylie Walker of Japan. Yes. <laughs> um, hey, the, 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 before we go on about the girls too, Chael's always Chael's whining about uh, the schedule on on Twitter all the time. There's this really funny schedule. I don't know if you guys, you guys know you guys know Greg Warren, the comedian. He's from yeah, yeah, he's, of course, he's been on the show. Okay. actually, he 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 runs this gimmick. He's got this one comedy bit about how uh, old people. Would would only like if the baseball announcers did the did the score. So you know they said that the, his grandpa turns on the game and they said they're never saying the score. I don't know what the score is. He said my grandpa's perfect game is the score is three to two. The one team has three. The other team has two. The score is three to two. Yes. <laughs> the one team scored three runs. The other team scored two runs. And they would. So this is like Chael. We need to tell Chael the schedule constantly. So Chael at nine thirty a.m. Central Standard Time this morning. There will be the semifinals for the four women. After that, at 11 a.m., there will be the finals for 70, 97, and then the other two women's weights. Yes. And we can th- we can tell him this like three times over the rest of the show. What do you think? And we should also tell him that there's a schedule tab on the event page for a reason. And the beginning, well, I, can, and- I can get that. It, it's kind of confusing. It's a little, I will I agree with him. I, I couldn't find it a couple times. Now, now I, I got it in my brain, but it also has all the weights and American athletes wrestling with right, links, right with, there with links to their bios. You can click on it. You can go watch all their matches. Okay. But the problem here, so here, here's the problem guys. Um, so if you, Oh, you got it right there now. So I used to think you yes. just had it down here, this bottom thing right there. But now if you click on the event, it's there too. So I only watch right the matches there. on really on my computer. It's right there. So Chael, look at if, if you if you look at your phone, it says schedule right there. Boom, you click on it. How great. Is and this Chael, essential? Hey, what, what what time is this in? Does it adjust for our time? It's, look at the top. At the top it says all times in Eastern Standard Time. We need to do essential. There's not the Eastern's a it's a foregone thing. We don't need to put times <laughs> in Eastern. We'll just put them in Central Standard Time. Hey, I Ben, I appreciate you doing that that uh that tutorial on the screen. But Chael, listen. <laughs> if Ben Askren is your IT guy, like you know, you know <laughs> yes, you, you're bad at technology. You gotta figure it out. <laughs> you gotta look yourself in the this. mirror. If Ben Askren's your IT guy, look yourself in the mirror and figure it out. Christian sent me that schedule. <laughs> he did a custom for me in Central Standard Time, and I sa- I saved the picture and I I've, I've been referencing that. It's really been helping a lot. Yes, it's great. Um, I'm, I, hey, I'm I'm my IT guy by that's nature. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we talked about. Do we talk about Sarah Hildebrandt yet? I mean, just like I know she's, she's dominant up, on the mat. Take a girl down, lace her a bunch of times, get off the mat. <laughs> she gets on top, and it's like when she can transition into lace, it's it's like it, it's over. But even when she doesn't, it's like she's just like so she's so good at locking it up. Even when they have knees completely spread apart, there's like it's the the position where you're not supposed to be able so to lock it up. In there, she it helps. It. She's very long and tall for the weight. Yeah, she gets it. She's able to get it, and then she's able to get the legs like completely straight. Go, and it's just mm-hmm. I mean, it's just over. Like. Yes. She looks unstoppable. Um, so um, the girl, the other girl in her weight class on the other side, Yoshimoto, obviously that, you know, Japan, you, you guys see how good they are. How good is, is she? Can Sarah take her out? Sarah can take her out. She's good though. Nice. Yeah. I'm looking sure. up to see. Well, while you look that up, um, Adeline Gray's credentials. Adeline Gray's semifinal is going to be really important for the team race. Uh, her, her opponent from Egypt beat the Japanese woman in the quarters. So not only can Adeline 
earn us a whole bunch of points by punching her ticket to the finals, but she can eliminate a Japanese wrestler as well, um, which is really important. And, nice. and you know, it's the other match that's going to be really important that's going to be a little bit, I think, tougher for for our team is is at uh, 53 kilos. So, we t- you know, Amy Fernside lost and her opponent from Poland has a Japanese wrestler in the semis. So that's a big match for the for the team race. So That's the really young one that I was talking about. Yeah. She's, she's a cadet world champ. So both both Fujinami for Japan and Adeline Gray for the U.S. have an opportunity to not only make the finals, but eliminate the, you know, their 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 biggest opponent on the, in the team race. So those are huge. Um, so I'm, I'm curious about that. Forrest Molinari has a head-to-head match with Japan in the semis. And, and man, Forrest got a big win against world finalist Kumba Larocque of France. She just really beat her up. And you could tell Larocque was dealing with a leg injury. But even still, she got to the takedown against Forrest and it was like, man, Forrest had to had to come up clutch, and she got one late. That's a massive win for her. Even oh, if yeah. was, not was LaRock at sixty eight at the Olympics? I feel like I remember. Did she wrestle? Um, sorry, did she wrestle? Oh my gosh, how am I? Free? I'm blanking on her name right now. Tamira. Tamira, yes, thank you. I can't wow, remember if she wrestled Tamira that. at at the Olympics, but she beat Tamira at the 2018 World Championships. That, yes, oh, that's really? what kept Tamira from winning gold. Yes, I feel like she wrestled Tamira. Maybe it was the maybe it was 2019 Worlds or 2021 Olympics. Yeah, Tamira has gotten that win back, um, but but yeah, she's she's got that win. Uh, that win over that win over Tamira. I mean, we talked about like a guy like Jaden, like needing to figure out pull the trigger and that kind of thing. I feel like if Jaden has a rematch with Gassimpour and he does pull the trigger, he can he can get that yes, that win. For sure. It was the same kind of match when Larock beat beat Tamira back in 2018 it was mm-hmm. like yeah. she you could tell Tamira had had the tools she had the weapons um but she just for whatever reason like wasn't pulling the trigger and she took the loss and this this was since then she's like really made that discovery and she's committed to wrestling that way and you've seen the results like she's now maybe number one pound for pound woman in the country or in the world and um and, yeah, I, yeah I think Tamira know. is for sure so I you know that's Kumbula rocks. Like she's kind of the one that I think really made her figure out. All right, I've got to, I've got to actively decide to wrestle this way. And if I do, I can, you know, sky's the limit for me. So, um, yes. for Forrest to get that win over Larock is is really important and uh, a big positive sign for her career. Yeah, huge win. Both uh, the Sarah's potential um, Japanese opponent and Forrest. Uh, opponent this round are age level world champions but have taken losses um they're not untouchable uh sarah's actually lost um at the 2019 tokyo test event that was the last time we've seen her wrestle she lost a tough one to china had a close one with victoria anthony so she's it'll be tough but she's definitely beatable and i would say sarah's the favorite yeah. Yeah. So, hey, who was the? I can't remember who was the one that you guys were going off on that was so good, the Japanese girl. And at this tournament, yeah, it's good. she was going to be here, but she was not at the Olympics. Maybe it was a fifty-three, or do you remember or no? Who was that? Um, I, man, I don't know. It could honestly be like anybody on the team. It was it was it. Uh, was I, it, I feel like it was, it was someone that wasn't in the Olympics, so it was probably a, a 53 or maybe a 57. Oh, 70, 72 will be pretty good because we were say I remember I was saying um, a lot of Americans were like Blades, senior world champion, and I was saying, eh, not so fast. The, she's not um, yeah. she's not prodigy like some of the Japanese women we've seen come okay. through, uh, but but she's good. Furiuchi, and she she's the one wrestler on this Japanese team that already has a senior level medal, right? Yes. Everybody else is like age level champs, but she's the one that has a, a senior level medal. Um, I think it was bronze. It was bronze. So obviously, like I said, not prodigy, but but still good nonetheless. It's dude, this team race. I mean, we've talked about the team race for the men. The team race for the women is is. 
I like Japan and, and the US are in basically identical positions right now. I mean, they both have one woman wrestling for gold, one for bronze later today. They both have three in the semis and one with the with the possibility of getting eliminated in during the semis by somebody from another, you know, from another country um and one head-to-head matchup. So, it's going to we're going to learn a lot after about the team race after this next session. Um I man, we're wrestling really really well. So, hopefully we yeah. Hopefully we get it done. Who's uh who's on your uh flow zone for the semis today? Right Ray myself up top. That's it. There's no you guys didn't have a guest because Colin Moore did a pretty good job yesterday. What'd you think? Yeah, he did do a good job. It was fun to have Colin on and especially it's really nice to have people who have um trained with or competed against people who are yeah. in the field, which Colin had. JD this morning had Lauren Mason and Emma Bruntill on, which is great because because Emma was in that 65 mm-hmm. uh, final with Forrest, and she was able to, you know, talk about her physicality and and some of that kind of stuff. And so, uh, yeah, it was it was cool to hear from from Lauren and and Emma this morning. Nice. Um, you know what we didn't even talk about on the show? That freaking Kyle Snyder semifinal. How close was that? Oh that was God. wild. I really thought he was going to finish the. Um, he was in on a high crotch, like uh, maybe 15, 20 seconds prior to where he eventually scored. Mm-hmm. And he was in so deep, but I could not believe he didn't finish. And after that, I'm like, oh, man, that might that might be it for him. Um, how did you guys feel about Galage getting two shot clock points? Because that would have, that would have, you know, if Kyle doesn't get this takedown, that's what wins him this match is that he's got two shot clock points and Kyle uh, had won. Uh, I mean, he controlled center the whole time, and that's the way basically passive passivity is called. Unless yeah. it's a lot of shots to zero shots, and it's got to be a lot of shots, it's going to be who's controlling center that's going to get the calls. So yeah. I, I at least wasn't surprised by it. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like it's – I well, so obviously if it, if it was one-to-one, Kyle's going to win on the shot clock point. I feel like there should be some caveat. Like someone has to score a real point. We cannot freaking do this on just shot clock points. It's so annoying because generally on shot clock points, at least on a push out, someone pushed someone out. On shot clock points, no one got nothing. Like someone's got to score an effing point here. We ain't ending this thing. That's that's what I feel like. I feel like they should never give a, a, a third shot clock point. It should be a one to one. And if it, if it's all shot clock points. We just put the clock on and say someone's got to score here. I know you guys love the criteria thing, but I can't deal with the only shot clock points. It annoys the crap out of me. I don't hate the uh, not a third shot clock point. Yeah, I mean, just like no one scored. Why are we? Why are we just giving? Essentially, we're, I don't want to say we're, we're giving out. A, even if if you leave it two to two, or if it goes th- two to one. You know, on all shot clock points, I don't, I don't want to say we're giving a win, but we kind, we a little bit are, just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie though, Galage kind of, kind of blew this one. Oh yeah, he he oh, yeah. took a big he, time. He took a shot on or level change at least on Kyle on the edge there late, and that's how Kyle was able to throw him. By we have the clip here. He's in terrible position, waits till Kyle digs the underhook on the other side, and then for some reason tries to shoot him off to get the point, even though he's winning. And he's so oh exhausted, Kyle's able to just throw him by. If he had gotten that point, though, I mean, that would have been, that would have been massive for him, right? Like, so I, I think that's why he's yes, going one, But there was so, so little time left. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with JD is like, it was what six seconds, six seven seconds left. It's kind of an unnecessary risk to a certain point. Yeah. I mean, maybe because Kyle's going to be forced to you know try to jack that up or maybe throw a bye or right attack it somehow. Well, that's what I'm saying. He wasn't uh, even good position. His head was kind of buried in the chest and his arms were up here because yeah. Kyle had dug double underhooks. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me of that match from from Henry to Glane where Gilman kind of did a similar thing yes. on the edge and just over pursued, trying to kind of you know just ice the match, close it out, whatever. And dude, I mean, but hats off to Snyder. He just he he had very little window there and he went through it and. Oh, yeah, tip of the cap. He took advantage. All right, I got a question for you, J.D. You wrote earlier, oh. like before Worlds, that snyder Sajulayev is the greatest wrestling rivalry of all time. Yes. And we're going to see it again for the 
we're gonna see it for the fourth time, the match for the fourth time, but for the third time, probably with the team race on the line. Um, it just adds to the rivalry. But Taylor Yazdani now, how close is it? Oh yeah, that's a good. Um, it, it's it's still second fiddle. Um, but it is it is right up there, and it became so much more interesting now that Yazdani actually got a win. Yes, if that's Taylor what I'm wins, um, won this round, it's like. Write it off. Even yeah, if Yazdani won the next one, then it's still very one-sided, and it's almost getting that way with Saad Jalayev winning. But, yeah. Um, Kyle, Kyle needs to get this one, uh, this one or one very soon in order to make it to continue uh, the rivalry. If, if, yeah. if Saad Jalayev keeps winning, and in reality, so the pin was kind of fluky, obviously. Yeah. But the Olympics, it was I know it was 6-3, but that last takedown was kind of an eh. And so it really wasn't like, oh, my gosh, nail-biter in, in it to the end. It was kind of over over relatively early. Uh, if he wins this one convincingly, then I'm, I would actually go the other way. I would go Yazdani Taylor. I'm more excited to see the next one, and it's better right. Yeah, I would be more – I'm definitely – especially if uh, such live ones. I am more excited to see uh, Yazdani Taylor next. But in terms of, like – Historical context, yeah. I still think Kyle Snyder, Saj Live is a better rivalry. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you say second fiddle. I think it's a dueling banjos situation because Dueling the, Banjos. You know what I'm saying? What? These two are these two these two rivalries are like they're so they're so different in terms of what they've meant, like that they're they're a little bit hard to compare. The 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 fact of the team races just makes Snyder Saj like, in the belt. USA versus Russia. Yeah, and like the so I can think of Probably no greater moment watching a wrestling match than than 2017. 2017, yes. Snyder gets it done in like awesome. the craziest, most improbable way. Um, incredible match that was amazing. But the thing about Taylor and Yazdani I mean, is like, why, why do you say crazy, most improbable? I'm, I'm curious to that. Why, why do I say what now? No, I'm sorry. David said uh, crazy and most improbable. I mean, just the, the late score, right? Like, just the, the fact that Snyder ran him down, like, that he... I mean, Snyder yeah. comes out, like, he comes out way too aggressive, like, like jumps over him, gives up these points. It's like, oh, man, like, he's he doesn't have a chance. And and also, I guess, just improbable because of how... Um, the, the fact of the, the tournament ending that way, that, it, like, the circumstances were the way they were. The U.S. hadn't won a title since, I think, 95. Uh, so it's just, like... All of the stuff, it was it was improbable that the match was happening, period. And then for him to get that late win the way that he did against a guy that's so hard to score on yes. was also improbable. Um, that made yeah. that match okay. just Fair enough. crazy. But but the thing about Taylor and Yazdani is that both those guys have had a path to victory every time they've wrestled. Like it's never been it's never been certain with one minute left in the match, it's never been certain necessarily who's who's gonna win that. And uh, so that the the matches themselves between those two guys are like so fun. So I I don't know, man. I I I think I'm with you that that right now Snyder Sedge Live right, right now, now is the greatest wrestling rivalry uh, of all time. But but dude, Yazdani just made that a whole lot closer of a and conversation. And especially if Iran continues the success and is in the team title contention race for the next couple of years, that mm-hmm. helps a lot as well. Because a big reason why Such Live Snyder is so big is because it's USA versus Russia. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, this this is this is a good like r- Iran having a performance like this by the way is so good for wrestling. It, yeah. You know, back in like 2011, 2012 when, you know, there were photos of like like, you know, Burroughs and Sargush and uh and uh what's his name from Iran? Uh Gadarzi all like arms around each other. It's like not only three countries politically that are so different but like three just complete wrestling tradition rich places all having success all you know doing well it's just a really really good thing it's it's better yes. when it's more countries in the mix than just usa and russia absolutely yeah, yeah. definitely um hey so something was brought up in the chat uh about people wrestling for other countries so i'm just making my list up because uh, i knew there was a bunch i love americans you guys know i love opportunity i love americans wrestling for other places um anytime we can get more because right there's only so many spots there's only 10 spots for americans on american rosters but we have i make i'm making my list so i'll tell you how far i've gotten i know i'm uh i know we have a few left so we have michich uh two amines we have miles and malik 
We have Seabass, Real Budo, Abinator, Tafur, Fine Silver, uh, Ethan Ramos. Uh, who else am I missing on here? But I'm hoping this trend continues and we have more and more American wrestling for other countries. Did you say Yusuf Hamida? I did not say Hamida. There's another one. That's a, my list is getting very large. How do you guys feel about this? Are you like Christian where you're like, I don't like it? And one of the other funny things that I think about this list is like we think about Russians going to other countries. Um, generally speaking, they're competing pretty well at these world championships. I mean, maybe not. Well, some of them are placing, not all of them. But, you know, when you think about the list, obviously Michich and Amin. Um, <laughs> uh, Miles Amin's a funny one because obviously he now has an Olympic medal, but you would say he probably is not going to beat David Taylor, right? But the rest of these guys, you're like, well, I, none of them are really going to challenge to make the, the U.S. team. They're kind of a, a little further down the list, you know? Yeah. And so it's funny because you're not seeing the two, three, four, five guy go to – it's not like we're seeing Nick Soriano or – um, say Seth Gross or you know some of these other guys who are really close. It's the guys who are a little further down that are going other places. I think it's awesome. I like I man. I've said for a while, like you know Cliff Keen specifically. They're they're the place that's yes, doing it the most. It. And and it's like it is. It's an innovative way to put your RTC on the map and and be you know a distinguishing part of of what you're doing. Like. The, who are the best wrestlers in that room? Well, I mean, the, the, the Cliff Keen is great because, like I said, Miles Amin ain't beating David Taylor. I'm well, sorry. Even, and, in the, even, even, and, even in their own RTC, is he beating Daringer? Uh, that's, what, that's, what I got, I got, that's what got Kozak the job. I got all pissed about it. I still want <laughs> to see it. We still haven't seen that match. We still haven't seen it. Um, we, yeah, we but, haven't seen that match, but like that's a great point, right? Like you, you know, you th- yeah. that's a great example. That sort of that's the microcosm that like illustrates what you can do by by you know employing that strategy, right? You got Amin in in the Olympics, which is huge. Daringer was in the was yeah. in the World Team Trials Finals. He's been in the World Team Trials Finals multiple times. Multiple He's clearly times. elite, elite, one of the best guys in the world. But Amin, I mean, he he goes to the World Championships. In fact, goes head to head with an American. David Taylor beats him, so it's not a threat to DT, and brings home a medal for for Michigan. Right, he's recognized at a football game, like massive. Yes. We want wrestlers at, at the fifty yard line during Big Ten football games, and that's yes. a good way to do it. Like he, it doesn't happen if he doesn't do it that way. Yeah, and so uh, and so Meechers too. Meechers was the number one seed in the Olympics. He. Uh... Man, I don't know. Maybe maybe he makes the American team. Maybe he beats Gilman or Fix, but there's probably – I don't think there's a guarantee on that at all. And so, you know, I mean, like other ones, uh, someone in the chat saying Valencia to Mexico. Uh, I believe Ruben is actually Spanish, not not Mexican. If he, I believe he's told me that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like at 86, Zahid's placing at the Worlds a lot of times. Maybe not mm-hmm. every time, but he, he is placing a lot of times for sure. Yeah. World medalist. 100%. Yeah. Colin Moore, 100%. Colin Moore yesterday was on the call and like one of the bronze medal, one of the bronze medalists or one of the guys in the bronze medal match, I think the guy ended up losing, but he, had, he has a win over that guy. Right. Um, yeah. Like that's what can a, he wrestle for. He's, he looks European of some sort, maybe a Norwegian, you know, Serbia. He goes Norwegian, uh, Norway. There we go. Let's yeah, do yeah. it. He could have won it on his home turf. Keith Keith Gothard in the chat said he's he's trying to get his son into Viking country to wrestle. So I I, mean, I don't know if he's joking or serious, but <laughs> hey, let's get a let's get a let's get Apollo in there and uh, you know put him on Team Norway. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. I I don't see why not. I love it, and it just you know adds more possible medals. Um, hey, and one a, of the things we talk oh, about. Go ahead. I got go a ahead. Qu- I got a question for you guys after you, after you, your thought, Ben. Well, with Russia, as we rarely see the number two beat the number one, and every once in a while it happens. I think it actually happened. Yesterday, he didn't beat the number very... one. Sitikov wasn't there. Uh, Sokozanov. Oh, he beat the. Okay, he beat the rep. He beat the rep at the Worlds. It, it very rarely happens, but it does happen. So yeah, I'm good. I'm, I would love to see it happen. I'm good with it. Uh, what's up, Bray? First of all, Keith said they really are going to try that. He's not joking. They are going to try that, which is great. Uh, but okay. here, here's what I here's what I'm very curious about. Like we've seen over the you know over the course of the last I don't know 50 years a handful of international wrestlers come to the United States, wrestle at the NCAA level and have some success. Some of them done really well. Some have done okay. Um, some haven't done yeah. well, whatever. 
On the women's side of things, there is no reason not to recruit as many international hammers as you can. It's freestyle. For real. They're right? not learning new yeah. stuff. Like there, I mean, think about and, and especially like you think about where at most universities where where most international students come from, it's it's the the Asian countries that have money. So it's you know, China, Japan, Korea. Those are like three of the countries that that export the most international really students too. like dude imagine if we imagine if these ncaa programs or or even i mean the programs that already exist that that are naia or whatever like they start recruiting japan's twos and threes to come study for four years yeah, and compete. Seriously. like why wouldn't you i would be all over that if i was yes. a coach absolutely It'll be a coach dude i mean all right, <laughs> all right guys. Um, i gotta i gotta start coaching there's at least one uh power five program looking for a coach that's true that's true <laughs> How I don't know if funny is the right word, but if Iowa just filled their team with ninety to one hundred percent of foreign wrestlers, <laughs> Japanese squad, <laughs> it would be kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What if, yeah, what if I, it's just pure Japan? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be freaking good. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, it's nine seventeen. I think we got to get out of here. Regroup. Before the semifinal round. Regroup. Yep. Um, let's go, girls. Crush it. That's right. Let's go, gonna... Captain America. Let's and do then that let's too. go, Captain America. USA. Next time, we have FRL tomorrow morning. It'll be our last one of the week. Team USA, world champs. I hope so. Let's see it. Talk to y'all tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>